How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. The overall story of Tyler, the Creator's newest album, is something many have lived through. You fall for someone. They reciprocate, but refuse to go all in. So you exist in limbo, waiting on them to bring you heaven or send you to hell. Consumed by the lack of closure, you wallow, you hurt, you may even rage. But eventually, and thankfully, you come to your senses and move on. Welcome to Igor. Tyler's Gothic Romance. This Colossus Podcast micro-series provides the vital details studied, analyzed, deconstructed, unraveled, and presented for your enjoyment. My name's Chris Lambert. Let's dive in. If you've been listening episode by episode so far, you'll recall how we discussed the machinations of Igor's theme in episode two as part of the conversation on structure analysis. To recap, Igor's theme is a fragmented introduction that establishes the main lyrical and musical themes Tyler will riff on for the rest of the album. Two lines in particular stand out. The first is, riding round town, they gon' feel this one. And the second is, got my eyes open. Igor's first half is an emotional journey that you'll feel, with the final half focusing on seeing things for what they are and moving on. Track 2, Earthquake. Earthquake sets the emotional foundation of the album. We understand how necessary this love interest is to Tyler, but that upfront things between them are complicated. This isn't some honeymoon phase. There's as much heartbreak as there is affection. Tyler's fearful the love interest will leave him. We also get the first mention of the obstacle. And she wicked like Woe Vicky. Tyler also introduces the lack of closure that will bother him increasingly throughout the album's front half. I just need some confirmation on how you feel. Track 3, I Think. Earthquake intros with several repetitions of For Real, For Real This Time. Notice how I Think picks up the fragment and finishes the thought. I think I'm 
I think I'm falling in love. This time I think it's for real. This kind of subtle progression happens a lot throughout the album, and it's why I talked about theme and variation up front. It's similar to how stories will have the main plot and subplots. Igor's theme introduced us to the main themes, but there are sub-themes that appear within a single track or between several. You may have also noticed the end of Earthquake has Tyler count 1, 1, 2, 1, 2, 3. The first words we hear on, I think, are 4, 4, 4, 4. While Earthquake divulged the existence of complicated emotions, I think shows just how intense these emotions are. We also get more of the stress and concern. What the fuck is your motive? You are such a distraction. You drive me cuckoo. How can I tell you? I need your attention. While those could be seen as innocently romantic, they are also the seeds of unhealthy dependence. One in particular stands out. I'm your puppet, you are Jim Henson. That line isn't given much weight here, but soon enough we'll have a whole song where Tyler uses the puppet metaphor to detail how messed up the relationship has been. Unfortunately, at this point on Igor, he still hasn't opened his eyes and come to his senses, so while Tyler can recognize the puppet master dynamic, he can't see just how toxic it is. Track 4. Exactly what you run from, you end up chasing. Exactly what you run from, you end up chasing. Like, you can't avoid, but just chasing it and just, like, trying, giving it everything that you can. There's always an obstacle. Tyler's giving this guy he loves everything he can give, despite his fear and stress and hurt. Carmichael's quote ends with, There's always an obstacle. Unfortunately for Tyler, there are several. Track 5, Running Out of Time. The track title and intro make it clear that time is one obstacle Tyler faces, running out of time to make you love me. So far, we've gone from Tyler becoming aware of his feelings, track two, to trying to figure out how to express his feelings, track three. Now we're at the point where the depth of feeling is unrequited. I've been running out of spells to make you love me. On top of time, Tyler details two other obstacles, a her that's in the picture, and the love interest wearing a mask, a costume, and lying to everyone about who he is. The most likely interpretation of the mask and costume, based on the context of the entire album, is the male love interest has hidden the true nature of his sexuality. Because he's not living authentically, he won't commit to Tyler, won't tell his friends about it, and keep seeing this girl. Track 6, New Magic Wand. Sometimes you gotta close the door to open a window. The idea of the wand is a variation on the previous track's line, I've been running out of spells to make you love me. Tyler has some new magic up his sleeves, thanks to this wand. We open with Carmichael stating, sometimes you gotta close a door to open a window. As we'll see, new magic wand focuses on Tyler's jealousy and planning of how to get her out the picture. Her being the girl the love interest keeps dating. Initially, the magic wand may seem like a reference to the editing tool in Photoshop, 
that helps select specific parts of an image for you to edit. She really fucking up my frame. I can make her leave, like magic, new magic wand. But the wand takes on a more sinister context. You under oath, now pick a side, and if you don't, run, 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 run. I'll pick you both. Run, 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 run. It's not a joke, murder she wrote. Tyler, sick of being in a love triangle, tells the guy to choose someone, either Tyler or the girl. But if the guy remains indecisive, Tyler will pick them both, implying murder. Which gives another way of viewing the repeated run that's part of the soundscape. Running, running, running was also a fragment from Igor's theme. Tyler's riffed on it in consecutive tracks 4, 5, and 6, with it growing from something romantic to something deadly. The soundscape overall is far darker than anything on the album up to this point. Tyler's become more obsessive and desperate, which comes through on the final verse, which has an alarm-like sound happening right before Tyler raps. The burst of ego in this section is reminiscent of what's good, so there could be an argument that this is Igor starting to breathe. Whether Igor or not, Tyler's not doing well. I want to share last names, I want to be your number one, not the other one. Keep it on the low, I'm in my right mind. Someone saying they're in their right mind usually means they aren't. The final lines of the track imagine Tyler and his love interest robbing a store, and the concerned look on the face of the guy. We hear New Magic Wand one more time and then cut to the next song opening with No, Don't Shoot Me Down. The wand has completed its transition from digital editing tool to a gun. Track 7, A Boy is a Gun. The dangerous undertones of the relationship become apparent to Tyler. How come you the best to me? I know you the worst for me. Boy, you sweet as sugar, diabetic to the first degree. My spidey senses got me on the fences. In short, you treat me well, but you'll potentially be the death of me. The back and forth continues on the second verse, where Tyler describes a fight they have. Oh, you wanna go home? Cool, you better call you a cab, I ain't taking you home. Yeah, I'm brushing you off. But before the verse ends, Tyler reverses himself. Don't leave, stay right here, yeah, I want you right near. Except what happens after Tyler opens up again. You invited me to breakfast, why the fuck your ex here? There's the girl Tyler just can't get rid of. All of this leads to the breakthrough. 
You're a gun because I like you on my side at all times. You keep me safe. Wait, wait, depending on, you know, you could be dangerous to me. Tyler, after having this realization, finally reaches a point where he rejects the guy. Look, they be bringing us up, yeah, like now and again. Give a fuck what they talking about, I see you as a 10. I'ma leave it at that, I'ma leave us as friends. I'ma leave us as friends. I don't want to see you again. Stay the fuck away from me. Tyler can be a gun too. Stay the fuck away from me. Track eight, puppet. At the end of part one, A Boy's a Gun, Tyler starts to regain perspective, becoming fully aware of just how baneful the relationship dynamics were. With that in mind, we return to one of his first seemingly innocent descriptions. I'm your puppet, you are Jim Henson. He's now aware of how that affair plays out. I do not have self-control. I am starting to wonder, is this my free will or yours? I do not have self-control. I'm starting to wonder, is this my free will or yours? I'm your puppet. You control me. I'm your puppet. I don't know me. The track begins with Tyler very much in puppet mode, willing to do anything. But in the middle of his offerings, the song pivots. We saw a similar pivot happen on the second verse from A Boy Is A Gun. Tyler and the guy fight, make up, then the girl's presence causes another fracture, all in seven lines. There was also the bridge where Tyler romantically portrays the guy as a gun, then realizes, wait, you could be dangerous. Here, Tyler is all sweet, then completely pissed off after the guy seemingly mentions the girl. The rest of the track is Tyler trying to reassert control of himself. My theory is that Kanye represents Tyler's conscience, much in the way Jiminy Cricket did for Pinocchio, which is why Kanye says, did I wait too long in the background of the chorus. Then talks to Tyler as if he were Tyler's mentor. You lost, son, and you've been trying to find your way to me. The song ending with Carmichael's But at some point you come to your senses would seem to indicate Kanye is, if not Jiminy Cricket, some sort of grounded representation of Tyler. A few of the background lines indicate the arrival of Igor on the next track. Yeah, we about to scream. Catch me about to scream. Cut me loose. Cut me loose. Track 9. What's good? On the album Yeezus, Kanye tells the story of Yeezus, a character who uses extreme ego and bravado as a means of hiding the pain and longing and vulnerability he truly feels. Track 10. 
The story is similar to Adam Sandler's Billy Madison, in that both characters start off as bad people, then, over time, grow into better people. Tracks 1 through 4, Yeezus is his most egotistical and rebellious and independent. Yeezy season approaching, fuck whatever y'all been hearing, fuck what fuck whatever y'all been wearing, a monster about to come alive again, soon as I pull up But tracks 5 through 8 show he's actually been heartbroken, and is longing for love and only acts tough to mask his pain. I'm hanging on a hangover, five years we've been over, ask me why I came over, one more hit and I can own ya. On the penultimate track, he rejects the Zussian lifestyle of clubs and women, opting instead for a chance at love, a chance Kanye describes on the closing track, Bound 2. I bring up Yeezus because there are some direct and indirect connections on Igor. Bound 2 uses a sample called Bound by the Ponderosa Twins Plus One. Tyler employs that same sample on a boy as a gun. You so motherfucking dangerous. You so motherfucking dangerous. You got me by my neck. That's why these other niggas lame to us. Bound 2 also features Charlie Wilson, who Tyler included on Earthquake. The most explicit reference to Yeezus is the interpolation of lines from New Slaves. Y'all about to turn shit up? I'm about to tear shit down. Guys turning it up? Well shit, I'm tearing it down. Hard to believe in God when there ain't no mirrors around. It just so happens one of the iconic tracks from Yeezus is I Am A God. Having just referenced one Yeezus song, is it wild to assume Tyler references a second? I think Tyler's using the Igor character much in the way Kanye did Yeezus. They're the personas that help cope with heartache and pain. When you have, in Gerard Carmichael's words, given it everything that you can, what other option is there than to focus on yourself again? Too much ego for too long is a problem, but a little bit here and there can be just what someone needs to get back on their feet. What we get on what's good is that outpouring of ego, the full-blown Igor persona that helps Tyler cleanse himself of the heartache and confusion that had consumed him. He reestablishes the free will he had lost. Track 10, Gone Gone Thank You. Carmichael ends what's good with the quote, I don't know what's harder, letting go or just being okay with it. What we see on Gone Gone Thank You is Tyler reflecting on what happened between him and the guy and the girl. Where the first part of the album was in the thick of the disastrous romance, this portion is beyond it. Up front, Tyler frames the relationship in the past tense. I know my temperature was set, you finally flew south. Verse 2 reveals the girl won. I know, I 
I just hope to God she got the taste to put you on some shit you never seen. The song as a whole serves as a summary of the love triangle through the metaphors of weather, construction, and tenancy, while showing Tyler's emotionally ready to get on with his life, though not quite ready for another relationship. Track 11, I Don't Love You Anymore. I Don't Love You Anymore is all about next steps. I will speak up and realize there's more fish in the sea. I'm a re-up. What now? Move it on, but how? Can I have my heart back? is a surprising question after Tyler ended the previous track with, but I will never want to fall in love again. It seems like he's bouncing back, as we all eventually do. I won't walk around with my head down like I got beat up. A thought emerges from Tyler's willingness to move on. With the tumult of the romance over with, is there still a relationship to be had? Something more platonic? But this might be better for us, you know? That burgeoning question gives rise to the final track. Track 12, Are We Still Friends? The sample of Al Green's song Dream washes over and through Are We Still Friends. Sometimes when a musician samples a song, it's purely for the sonic qualities or the radio appeal. Other times, musicians apply samples as an illusion. The purpose of illusion in music, cinema, literature, poetry, or fine art is to add or contrast the context and meaning of the outside work to an artist's own. One of my favorite examples of illusion is one of the final episodes of the TV show Breaking Bad. The illusion is in the episode title, Ozymandias. The name alludes to the poem of the same title by Percy by Shelley. The poem's speaker tells of encountering a traveler who shares having found an immense but shattered statue in the desert, engraved with the lines, My name is Ozymandias, King of Kings. Look at my works, ye mighty, in despair. The speaker then describes what's left of those works. Nothing beside remains, round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. Ozymandias thought he was more powerful than he was, the main character of Breaking Bad, Walter White, has had a similarly poor journey with hubris. Given what we know of the poem, you can probably guess what happens to Walter in an episode called Ozymandias. That's illusion and the power of illusion. When you look at the lyrics of Dream, they're all about a dream coming true and lasting forever. The application to Are We Still Friends is pretty straightforward. Tyler hopes this dream of being friends with his ex can not only come true, but also last. A guy can dream, right? To 
that end, the second verse details how Tyler can make the friendship work. Don't get green skin, keep contact, don't say goodbye, smell you later. In other words, be kind, don't be petty. This urge to stay friends has roots in Gerard Carmichael's quote from Gone Gone Thank You. There Carmichael says, I hate wasted potential. That shit crushes your spirit. It really does. It crushes your soul. Tyler can feel the potential he and this guy have. Could be your favorite if you make it your friend. Because of that, he'd rather end up as friends than as nothing at all. The wasted potential would be far more upsetting than any other outcome. You too cool for me, Tyler admits on I don't love you anymore. With that in mind, remember that the generic concept of Igor is an assistant to a scientist, second fiddle to a more dominant personality, to fulfill the role of a loyal friend and a comical sidekick. Who better than Igor? This micro-series is part of the Colossus Podcast Network. This episode was written and recorded by Chris Lambert and produced by me, Travis Bean. Be sure to check out the other shows that are part of our growing network, including Watching the Throne, where we dissect the discography of Kanye West, and Your Brain on Film, where we take a deep dive into movies.